Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 15 of Creativity Lives Here. One of my main intentions with this podcast is not only to inspire all of you on your creative journeys, but also to share tools that have really supported me over the years with tapping into my peak creative potential so that if they resonate with you, you can try them out as well and maybe add them to your toolbox. And today's conversation is all about one of my favorite tools that I've used over the years. And that tool is coffee. Now, I know that coffee can have a bit of a negative reputation. And a lot of people view it as something that's maybe kind of a bad habit or not that great for your health. And that's definitely justified in some cases. But I found that the coffee, which is the centerpiece of today's conversation, is really an exception to that. It's called Papua Coffee, and I've been drinking it for about 13 years. And in my experience, whenever I drink it, it really fills me with this wonderful sense of well-being, so not that weird jitteriness that you get from drinking certain types of coffee. And the other thing that I've observed about this coffee is that it actually supports me with accessing flow states. And again, this is just, I'm just speaking from my experience, take it or leave it, but because I've had this experience with drinking this specific type of coffee. I really wanted to create an episode about it, which is why I'm so delighted to have Christina Avenis on the show today, who is the founder of Papua Coffee. Christina is also the author of a healthy lifestyle book called Living Beyond Organic, Nutritional Knowledge Redefined. And she's also a food alchemist and a Shakti Reiki master. To give you a little bit of context for today's conversation, Christina and her family went through their own healing journey several years ago using food and herbs which is also how the creation of Papua coffee came about. And you'll hear all about that in today's episode. You'll also learn about Christina's spiritual journey and how her work with energy influences the roasting of the coffee, which is really, really cool. Other than that, Christina also offers up some really wise and insightful words on creativity and the creative process. So I so look forward to you listening to those as well. 
And by the way, this episode is completely not sponsored. Um, I'm genuinely a fan of Papua Coffee, and I'm also genuinely a fan of Christina and everything that she does. So the creation of this episode really came about because I want to share her and her work with you. And before we dive in, I also still want to mention that Christina is a really dear friend of mine, which you'll probably gather by listening to today's conversation. And meeting her and her family, which was about 13 years ago at this point, really changed my life. They taught me so much about how to live a healthy lifestyle and also how I can take ownership over my own health, which has been so transformative in my own life and so empowering. So having her on the show today is just such an honor because I am so grateful that she's a part of my life and I'm grateful that I get to share her with you now. So let's dive into the show. Wow. Yes. Um, so turning back the clock, um, starting back, I want to say, wow, back in, what was it? Um, it's almost 15 years now. Um, it's a story, it's a journey that started um, when we, we started learning about um, healing with food. And, um, and that, was, that was when we went into a crisis mode because um, my Ara, my, who you know very well, my husband, he had a heart attack. And then along with a string of other uh, issues with his health, and um, we were just fortunate to discover that there are foods and there are herbs and there's a natural way to, to um, reconnect with your health and wellness and heal. And uh, so that's where this all started. Um, so this, this journey into wellness started through crisis. And I, I think that's really important for people to know because wherever you are at right now in your health, in your uh, awareness about health, um, in, in your um, food choices, in your, the coffee you're drinking, the water you're drinking, and so forth, wherever you are, just know that the knowledge and awareness that you will have access to as a result of listening to this information will, is life-changing. And that's what happened to us. Literally, uh, we expanded our awareness uh, way back when, and it's been over a decade. And, and when we did that, we were able to connect with, with food and herbs and modalities, natural modalities that helped us all, not just Ara, but all of us in the family, um, take our health to a whole other level. So, um, and we all had issues and, and, and it's funny, but sometimes you don't find out you have issues until you're helping somebody else like Ara, you know, he, he's the one that had the heart attack, but then we found out what our health issues were as a result, which we're grateful we did because, um, you know, when you catch things early enough, um, you know, you don't have to, um, you don't have, it, it's not as hard to 
turn your health around. Um, and it doesn't take as long. So, but it is doable no matter where you're at. So I, I guess my, my message is, is that no matter where you are health wise and awareness wise, you can take it to the next level with this information. And so that's, that's what we did. We found out about, um, uh, coffee, but coffee as a supplement, as opposed to just coffee as a morning drink. So, um, as a, as a healing tool and, um, for, for detoxing. And that's kind of where it started. Since you mentioned the coffee already, let's just dive right in there. I don't even know if I fully remember how you initially gained access to Papua coffee. I have this vague memory of, of how you initially roasted it in your kitchen or something, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) in lightness. So, so the thing is, yeah, I guess I guess you really wanted me to talk more about me and my personal story. And, and I talked about the coffee first because it's kind of interesting. It's kind of interwoven. My story and the coffee story kind of happened concurrently. So, so yes, um, when we um, discovered the coffee, uh, it was because of RS crisis and it was prescribed to him as a, a healing remedy. Wow. And so we started to um, buy it uh, from coffee roasters that, you know, already were carrying it. But the funny thing was, is it was sort of like a seasonal thing. And so sometimes it was available and sometimes it wasn't. So it was like hit or miss. So we decided to just um, look into getting the coffee ourselves and um, like importing it ourselves. And we found we, we, we were at the Natural Products Expo, actually. And we met this incredible couple. Uh, a physician and his wife who uh, bought a coffee garden in Papua New Guinea. And funny enough, that is exactly the coffee that we were looking for. So the synchronicity was amazing. Uh, The people and their story, their story was absolutely amazing because they um, being a physician, they, they were able to get like rainforest Alliance certification by starting a clinic, a health clinic, for the tribes people in Papua New Guinea, in this region where the, the coffee garden is. And, and that was very impressive to me because um, oftentimes companies will, you know, do what's required to get the certification of Rainforest Alliance, but then they don't, it's not sustainable. They just do it to get the certification and then they kind of drop it. And this man lived it. This man, uh, you know, lived, part of the year in Papua New Guinea and actually uh, over was, was, was the spearheaded this clinic and, and actually took care of the tribes people himself. So it was amazing. And, um, and, and he uh, and his wife were the people that we started to uh, dialogue with and, and were able to establish a connection and import the coffee. And then uh, um, we didn't really have a market for it. What it was is we, we just wanted it for our family. We just wanted it for our own healing, for our own use. So um, we went to a coffee roaster uh, who recommended uh, a one pound coffee roaster that they were using at Caltech in Pasadena. And they had a, they have a little cafe on the campus there called the Red Door. And we went there, we, we saw it. It was called a Sono Fresco. 
And um, we bought one uh, and it was pretty pricey, but we just wanted to do everything right. We wanted it to be the best it could be. So we vented it out of our kitchen window and, um, and we were just roasting for ourselves, but then people would come over and smell it. And, you know, there's nothing like the smell of freshly roasted coffee. They're just, you know, yes. and I never tire of it. It's just like, oh, it just, it just opens up the senses. It opens up your appetite. It opens up your, your, um, it's just joyful. And so, so, uh, people were asking and so it started out, I was just roasting for my friends. And then, um, we decided to put, put a website together and offer the, I was also concurrently writing a book, uh, on our experience with, with his health process. And so I was, so this is why I say it, it kind of happened concurrently. So I, I was writing this book called Living Beyond Organic. I was uh, roasting the coffee for him and our friends because they smelled it and couldn't resist. And then um, I began to, uh, uh, we, we opened up a website to offer all of the healing tools that we discovered along his healing process that I talk about in the book. And so that's how the website started. And then uh, we got our first order from like a total stranger. And I was so excited. I literally ran up the stairs and I was like, oh my God, we, you know, we actually have an order. And he just looked at me and smiled because um, he said, yeah, when you have like a thousand of those, let me know. <laughs> so I was just, I was just excited to get that one, you know, anonymous person to, to, you know, to order the coffee. So um, that's how it started. I mean, it literally started, it was like, it's like really like a lotus blossom growing in the mud. I mean, this, this amazing um, product grew out of a need to heal. So that is, that is the, the story of the coffee and how it, it came into being. And then what happened was the book, uh, sprouted an ex, uh, more of an expanded awareness on the topic of healing using food. And then this took me to another level uh, of, of working with energy. And so uh, it, it took me on a path concurrently um, uh, into shamanism and um, travels into um, the South of France and Peru and um, working with Mexican shaman uh, teachers uh, and uh, Tibetan healers and uh, advanced meditators and um, uh, you know Tenzin uh, Rinpoche, who's uh, the most one of the most like he's literally one of the most gentle souls on earth. And so it took me to you know hikes in the. Sangre de Cristo Mountains, doing five element practices. And so just a very deep journey into energy. And so that what ended up happening was um, kind of a connect the dots. As we healed uh, using these tools, which started with the coffee for detoxing and alkalizing and, in, and raising the frequency of our bodies, um, uh, we, we expanded into the energy uh, level. So it was, a you know, and of course this is happening over uh, the course of 15 years. So it's not something that happened overnight. Although I think they say an overnight success is 10 years in the making. And I really believe that I feel like, you know, it was tried and true. And so it kind of grew from 
from, you know, the kitchen window. (laughs) (laughs) Where a lot of good things start growing, I'd say. Right, right, right. And uh, so, so, um, yeah, we discovered it, um, you know, fortunately, at, at, you know, the the Natural Products Expo, and we met those amazing people that had this coffee garden. And, and what made the coffee so special, and what what continues to make it so special, is actually that um, Papua New Guinea is, is a very pristine tropical rainforest environment. and in addition to that, because of the soil, it's very mineral rich. Uh, it's, it's very uh, still like uninhabited. Uh, it isn't like a popular tourist destination. So it is very um, clean. Uh, and um, um, the altitude in addition to that uh, offers the, this incredible pure oxygen that these, um, this coffee is grown in. So that ecosystem just lends itself to the, the really nutrient-dense properties of this coffee, which happens to be in this coffee garden, uh, uh, like I want to say, oh my gosh, over 80 years ago, um, the, the um, Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee beans were planted in this coffee garden. So you've got a combination of a certain percentage of the Jamaica Blue Mountain mixed in with the Papua New Guinea at this altitude and with this mineral rich soil grown with the love and care of this people who, who are taking care of the tribes people. So there's an energetic support there um, that, that literally it infuses these coffee beans. And when they're roasted, you get this, incredible essential oil benefit of detoxing and alkalizing. So it's unique. Um, unlike other coffees, which can cause acidity and all that. So it, it actually is, is, um, it's like a healing tool and, um, and, and it helps your body to literally rid, rid itself of toxins that can accumulate, you know, from bad food, from stress, from, um, acidity, from, um, other, coffees and teas and things that people, you know, drink, um, sodas, you know, are extremely acidic. And so, um, it literally helps to like, I want to say sweep up and redirect all those toxins into your colon so that, so that you can have, you know, more productive bowel movements. Um, and, and I want to say rid the body of toxins in a very, um, easy way uh, in, in, you know, trauma-free way, you know, because we don't want to be running around with bloody noses or, or, or runny noses, like blowing our noses or coughing up mucus and all of that. Instead of all of those other ways that we can detox, we just redirect it all into the colon and it just makes it much more, it's trauma-free. It's, um, it's just a, a way to rid the body of the a mass amount of toxins um, with the least amount of of uh, discomfort. So that, that is, I think the first step in, in a lot of people's healing processes is, is to discover how to detox. And that's why I love this coffee so much. And I think it's continued to grow in popularity. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I've experienced 
everything that you you've been speaking about firsthand. And I have to say that when I drink the coffee, I just always feel so good after I don't feel jittery. And I just feel like it gives me this very um, gentle lift. And, yeah. and you're also right about the detoxing properties. Um, I definitely experienced those as well. But I, like you said, they're really pleasant. It's not it's nothing harsh. Exactly. And, and I think the sense of well-being that you talk about is what why people um, re- buy it again. Because what happens is people get introduced to the coffee. And I think, I think it's one of those things where people are open to trying it. You know, at least give it a try. Uh, uh, because it's something where, you know, you're not, ha- it's not a life changing thing. You know, it's not like <laughs> you, it's going to, uh, or, and it's not so, so, so expensive that, you know, you're making this investment. It's like, sure, I'll try a pound of that coffee. Then people try it. They experience that sense of well being without the jitteriness, without the side effects of like sleeplessness. Cause some people are really sensitive to caffeine. And then what happens is they'll run out. And they will buy what they were buying before, or they'll just drink a cup of coffee in a restaurant because they're there and it's convenient. And that, that is when they notice the difference. And that is when they call me and they say, okay, I want to get on like auto ship or something because I can't run out of this coffee because when I do, I feel the difference. And that's what I hear. um, Like, Every, every day, uh, you know, we have new customers and, and so often I hear that, that story, but it's like music to my ears every time because it's like, it's, this is an experience based company. Um, and so you really have to experience it in order to, um, understand it, you know, like I can tell you these things and, but, but it wasn't until you experienced it, right. That, that you could really say, Oh my gosh, like, yes, I, you know, I felt this, I felt that because everybody's experience is different. And, uh, and I know with you, you've had the coffee. My gosh, how long has it been now? I want to say, is it a decade? I think it's actually more like 12 years <gasps> or even 13. Oh my God, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, this is, Oh my gosh. So there you go. So you know firsthand, you know, it is experiential. It's it's something that we can talk about to a degree. Uh but but until you experience it, um it's 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 not going to quite click how special it is. So that's why I, I feel like we're re-emerging and I can finally put it into words. It's an experience-based coffee company that has a coffee that, you know, that's just super special for so many reasons. Um, and, and, and we have a lot of cool things on the horizon too. So. I love that. And I know that a big piece of your coffee roasting process, well, first of all, you are the main person in charge of roasting the beans. Is that correct? I roast every single pound myself. This is I and people can't believe I do that, but I do it because it's a labor of love, you know. And um, and it just I like I like to know that I've heard. Let's just say, um, you know, about boutique roasting companies and so forth. But um, this one is really, really is. I think we define what a boutique roasting company is all about, and that is that you have, uh, you know, 
an individual energy behind the roasting of the coffee. And we, we try to, um, well, I guess I want, I'll share. It's a it's a secret, but I'm going to share. And it's about, it's about the inspiration that I derived from Dr. Masuro Emoto, who did all of that amazing work with water crystals. And um, he used to, he was a, a biochemist and he used to take pictures of water crystals from like polluted water. And then he would uh, raise the frequency or heal the water with the frequency of words. And um, like the, one of the most powerful frequencies we have for healing is love. And that's why I think it's so cool that we're here doing this podcast on 1111 because I believe that bringing that frequency to the coffee is one of the reasons why our coffee, the food alchemy purple coffee is exceptional. And um, so Dr. Masuri Moto would literally write words on this polluted water. And then he would document the changes that would happen um, with the water crystals and how the mutated crystals that were originally there with the polluted water after being exposed to these higher frequency words and music, actually, um, the water crystals began to uh, heal. And you could see these beautiful crystals, like snowflakes, and imagine beautiful snowflakes. And, um, and, that, and, and every healing word ha- would form a different uh, pattern of snowflake. Um, so that impressed me greatly. Uh, and and influenced me greatly. So um, through my my journey through shamanism and energy work, I um, began. I just dis- I actually discovered my own my own um, symbol, uh, which came to me um, in a shamanic journey. And that symbol um, we call kuromatsu. I do, and it, it's a symbol of uh, literally um, the human body. Uh, it, it came it came up. Um, you can see it on my website and, and what it is, is it's, um, the five elements and how we're comprised of the five elements. And so what I do is I write this symbol on every single bin of my coffee that I roast. And I, I usually, every bin is like 40 pounds. And on that bin, I will write the symbol and then I will write, um, uh, the components of it, which are love, peace, joy, healing, wisdom, which is the mantra that I uh, recite uh, with every scoop uh, of the coffee that goes into the hopper. And then um, I will do um, whatever comes. It it just, it will be like either earth element or water element or, um, or something like uh, discerning wisdom or whatever happens to be in the atmosphere that needs to be, you know, um, the archetype needs to be, nourished and fed um at that time uh, it just comes uh so i'm just inspired at the moment but definitely it starts out with love peace joy healing wisdom and um so that is the energetic component um that sets us apart perhaps from other roasting companies and makes us unique and different and um and those intentions i think um um, breathe life into the, the 
expansion of the properties of the coffee. So, so the, in other words, there are properties inherent in the coffee just because that is the quality of the coffee itself. But then what I'm doing is I'm literally amplifying it with the intentions. And so I feel that um, you're getting a more potent uh, coffee experience. Papua coffee. Yeah. And wasn't there this story too, where at one point for a very short time, you had to outsource the roasting or part of it and people could actually tell the difference. Yes. Um, so what happened was we had outgrown our roaster. So we went from the one pound roaster. <laughs> um, the one in your kitchen? <laughs> yeah, the one in the kitchen. And then we graduated into a, uh, like a seven pound roaster. And then we out, the orders started coming in more and more, you know, and then we outgrew that one and we needed to get a new roaster. And um, so in the transition time, from um, the the seven pound roaster to now I have a 20 pound roaster that roasts 20 pounds at a time. Um, there was a brief time where it was coming because they, they're, they're uh, built in, in Idaho. So they come from another state. And so there was a little lag time there um, because the person that bought my roaster, the little one was excited to have it and ours other one got delayed so we just thought okay so to bridge this gap we we had what is called um um oh gosh it's, I, I haven't done it in so long i can't even remember it's called toll roasting it's called toll roasting okay and so it's this company that uses the same roasters that i use but um but they roast in in orange county and and so we did that um just for a, a few months and in that time people were like what's up and you know you know it's a different coffee it does you know I'm just feeling like there's some difference in the it's you know not the same so uh yeah you're absolutely right uh it was the same beans you know they were our beans but we just were having them toll roasted uh for a little bit of a time there and uh, people definitely could tell the difference. And it was usually people that were like advanced meditators, healers, um, people that, that, um, that were more in tune with their bodies. Uh, but uh, absolutely, it was noted. <laughs> it's so interesting. It's always cool to receive that kind of confirmation, um, especially where energy work is concerned. Yes, we, we, uh, that's why it's just music to my ears every time I hear um, you know, oh yeah, I, I, I can't run out of this coffee or I love this coffee. Or the one I love is I haven't been able to drink coffee for 20 years and I can drink this coffee. That one wow. is just like, wow, really? I just, I'm, I can't get enough of it. And, or people that tell me, um, you know, they had acid reflux and that, you know, they love coffee, but they're afraid to drink it because they just, they just, it's not, it's just too painful. Like they'll get a reaction and they can drink this coffee. Um, so it's just, um, it's, as I said, it's a labor of love and it has grown, um, to, to a point now where, um, you know, clearly we're not, we're not roasting out of our kitchen window anymore. We have a roastery in Montrose, California, and we, we, um, we roast, um, 
more and more now. Uh, the, 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 my roasting days are increasing. <laughs> um, and uh, so it, it has grown and it has been an amazing um, uh, process because um, now people uh, say, oh, I've had that coffee. or And I have people all over like um, Texas, New York, um, uh, Las, uh, Nevada, Las Vegas, Nevada, um, and, and you all the way in Zurich. It's becoming global and wow. it's, it's so exciting reaching more people and, um, and people able to enjoy their coffee um, and, and actually be healing um, you know, rather than thinking that it's, you know, it's a guilty pleasure because, you know, they're going to pay for it later, but instead they're drinking, enjoying and healing. So it's, it's been an awesome, uh, gosh, 15 years, I guess. I don't know. It's, I, I have to sit and calculate, uh, how long it's been, but, uh, it's been a long time. And, um, and so now, um, I think what's really cool is that, um, you know, unlike when we launched the coffee, um, people are really ready to hear about the health benefits of it. People are really open to it and, and embarking on their, their, you know, making better choices. And, and so it's, it's kind of like getting a revived, like a, a second, wind or like a new life, so to speak, because, um, although the information is, is the same, the receptivity of people has shifted and Mm. that's really exciting too. So to be able to talk to you about, about how that applies even in, in creativity, um, because, you know, for, for, I don't know, since you've been drinking the coffee, I've been making, um, cardamom coffee and so that's our cardamom mixed with the coffee right and uh and actually i think you know you were part of a lot of the inspiration because you came to me uh you know at a time when you were you know shifting uh uh and and um and i was growing and experiencing and we decided to add a spice line and of course every spice has has its own healing benefits so then i got the bright idea to 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 combine a spice with the popular coffee and have yet another you know infusion of health benefits added to it so um, I know that you like to focus on creativity um, in your podcast, and I thought it would be cool to talk a little bit about how Poplar Coffee um, contributes to creativity when it is in and of itself, because de- detoxing and all of that and, and the sense of well-being, but amplified with the properties of cardamom is where it really gets into a specific creative um, energy flow. And, um, and I discovered cardamom, uh, you know, had all of these benefits. Like, in fact, it has 11, like, um, um, 
supported benefits. In other words, researched and supported benefits. So another 11 to add to the mix today. Um, and so it's, it's amazing. It's like, it's got properties for, um, helping with high blood pressure, helping with circulation improving, helping with alkalizing, um, helps with digestion. Um, uh, but um, the most important thing that it does is that it raises frequency. Uh, and, and so when we're dealing with the energy component of, of the cardamom, it's literally... Um, amplifying the energy and and really i think i want to say that i feel creativity is about um energy flow it's about when you're really connected to something that you're passionate about but how do you get to that place and it, i think it's when you're more in flow and so um all even though the cardamom has its nuts and bolts um uh, foundation in, in the physical um, benefits, it also um, opens the pathway to the energetic flow as well. And you feel that just, um, uh, it's, a, it's a different, uh, I want to say more potent, you can taste it, obviously, but it's not just the taste, it's the, the feeling you get, it's like a euphoria and you feel a little bit like in an altered state, uh, you feel more joyful, you feel more um, inspired by things and happy, like a happy from a, a shift in your perspective. And, and so you can bring creativity uh, to anything. Like to give you an example, everybody has um, um, times when you have to tap into your creativity even if it's your Halloween costume. So just to give you a <laughs> funny example, Ciara, my younger daughter, who you know very well, is, um, was dressing up as a magician for Halloween. And she did not have a magic wand. Well, magicians have to have a magic wand. So she had noticed hangers, uh, the black hangers that you know how they have the bar where you can hang pants over them. Yeah. So she snapped the bar out of the hanger and wrapped white tape around like medical tape from the, from the medicine cabinet, <laughs> wrapped white tape around the tip. And it, and I, and I kid you not, it looked just like a magic wand. And, and, and so just, but you see, she just, she saw the hanger, she saw the tape, she put two and two together and even expressing, you know, so people being in flow, it's like you become creative that way. It's like, um, um, you know, a need for something is the inspiration for the creativity. That's, that's where we're magical that way. People can, you know, figure it out. And, um, and I think starting at a place where your vessel, your human body is clean and clear and healthy, and then using these, these other added um, subtle frequency boosting spices like cardamom, it just takes it to another level. And so people that are customers that, um, that buy the, the cardamom coffee 
um, most frequently are usually creative people that that are having to be in flow with their creativity. I have a lot of writers, a lot of actors, a lot of artists, a lot of dancers. Uh, they just love it, and it just it's that added little essence of. Um, energy connection, connection to your own energy. And I think that that's what, uh, you know, it inspires creativity because it, we all have it. It just manifests in different ways. You know, everybody has uh, a, something creative they want to express, but it comes out in a different form. Uh, you know, it's not just, um, you know, writers, actors, dancers, but, but, you know, just in your everyday, you know, how to problem solve, you know, when you have a pro, you know, a situation that you have to deal with. And um, like the little girl who, who uh, saw the, the truck, there's a story that this little, this truck was wedged under an overpass and they did not know how to get it out. And a little girl was there and said, why don't you let the air out of the tires? Mm. And so that's, that's creative. You know, it's like thinking outside the box, you know? And so just simple little things. So I want to, I want to feel, I guess I want everyone to know that it's, it starts somewhere and then it grows. It starts wherever it's, wherever your beginning is in your health, in your creativity, in your awareness about, um, health, wellness, and, and food and, what you're eating, what you're drinking and all of that, wherever you're starting, it's, it's the important thing is that you're, you're on a trajectory of making changes that are going to improve your health. And, and it's, and just the start of it is actually very exciting because it is making your quality of life a better more expanded way of being. Uh, 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 and, and I guess I want to say your true essence. And, and so many people, I guess, get caught up in just the everyday things, uh, you know, of, of being um, and getting through, you know, a day. Uh, and also, you know, in the world, um, awareness of, of, of the things that are happening in the world, you know, can, can be disturbing, can be depressing, can be uh, saddening, angering, and all of these things. Um, so we need to do our best to connect with something that helps us be a better, you know, connected more to our, um, our higher self and our, our heart and our love and our compassion so that we can bring this better part of ourselves to, to the world. And, um, and so, you know, with all of these changes and uncertainty and everything that we're facing, um, I think it's now more important than ever that we um, use the tools at our disposal um, and our health, you know, as everyone is aware now, after this whole COVID uh, experience, uh, is is critical. That is the absolute most um, vitally important gift that we have. So how to how to maintain that is 
is key. I'm so on board with everything that you just said. And I can just say from my own experience, especially after learning so much about health from you and really transforming my own health, I really noticed that doing that had such an incredible effect on my ability to tap into a state of creative flow and to manifest creatively. And and also the coffee. I mean, what you just shared about um, a lot of artists enjoying your cardamom coffee and I've I've had that experience myself, both with your cardamom coffee, but also just with the regular Papua coffee. To me, I've I've observed that when I drink this coffee, it actually helps me tap into a state of creative flow more easily. And I think that's just so amazing. Yeah. So the cardamom, the van- the vanilla, and the mm. uh, and the um, um, I want to say, uh, yeah, well, cardamom and vanilla, we make uh, uh, both of those, but we also do cinnamon and ginger. Yeah. But it happens to be cardamom, vanilla, and saffron are the three I... most, um, um, they all have something in common, and that is they're the most rare, I want to say. Um, and uh, And so... They also have their their similarities in inspiring creativity because it, it's almost like um, I don't know it's like a natural antidepressant if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, but but they all have those qualities: vanilla, saffron, and cardamom, and um, and so they they uh, literally again it's about the experience. So, um, so I urge your, your listeners to, to recognize that, you know, as, as enthusiastic as I am about sharing these secrets about these spices, um, uh, because obviously the next step is not just, you know, the nuts and bolts, the coffee, the spice, but your intention when you're drinking it. Um, so sharing these secrets um, is one thing, but it's the experience of them that is really the key. Um, so, so really, um, like you said, uh, you know, you experienced your own, uh, version of this, you know, how, how it worked for you. What I'm really excited to share is that we're going to make it more available, um, to people, um, not just on the website, which you can log on and order the coffee, but we want to actually take our Papua team out to connect with the community. So, so what I really want to share is, is something that's been in a secret for about a year and a half now. Um, Ara, you know, you know, Ara, my husband, who is like <laughs> the, the business mind behind all of it. He, he had this idea to, to take, uh, you know, like, um, um, Papua out on the road. So we always had a dream of having a cafe, you know, and everybody would always ask, gosh, when are you going to have a cafe? When are you going to have a cafe? But, but Cafe is, uh, you know, it's a brick and mortar location. It's, it's right in a, one location. And what happens if, you know, you pick the wrong location, right? What if everybody's in, you know, in 
Echo Park and you're in, uh, you know, Glendale. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like, you know, you want to be able to go where you have your audience. And so being that we're, you know, kind of starting up, um, you know, obviously we can't open brick and mortar locations everywhere. And obviously now with COVID, that's not even uh, something that people would do anyway. So, so the Papua coffee truck was born. So this is another way we are expressing our creativity in how are we going to get the coffee to you in a way that it's going to be experiential. And so um, we're still working with the name, but I, I want to say powered by Papua. That's kind of cool. Going around. So you're getting, you know, another secret revealed, but we're thinking powered by Papua and we're thinking it's going to look like our pea berry bag. Uh, so it's going to be wrapped in black with gold lettering. And, uh, and we're going to be able to take our Papua team out uh, and have an opportunity to connect with the community. Um, and f- first, we're invited to go to USC because, uh, you know, the girls, all you girls are. are <laughs> so we were invited yeah. to do that. And, and, and um, so that'll be, you know, one of the initial uh, stops, and then we're also uh, doing going to do farmers markets where we'll be parked in front of like the La Cañada farmers market, and we'll be parked in front of the Montrose shop, the farmers market, and whatever other whatever other farmers markets um, you know will grow from that. But we're going to get the ball rolling with uh, some college campuses and some farmers markets, and then see where it goes from there. Um, but we again, it's a way that we can bring the Papua experience to you because you know so many people have told me um that that have tried my coffee that I have actually brewed a cup of coffee for them like at Conscious Life Expo where we're the you know the the destination coffee um purveyor um for like eight years now or nine years you know you you've been in the trenches with me there and uh and they um they always say, Oh my gosh, you know, my, I, cause they buy it, you know, in the bags, but they also experience it with the one we brew there. They're always saying it doesn't taste the same. Right. So I think the other secret I want to reveal is that, um, how you brew this coffee is key. So as you know, Leah, we recommend French press because this, oppor- this gives the, the coffee an opportunity to release its beneficial properties and essential oils don't get um, evaporated like they do in a drip coffee maker and other like pour over methods and so forth where you see all that steam rising. Well, it's steam carrying along your essential oils too. So the French press like nicely captures all of that and you're getting more flavor so you actually use less coffee. So it's actually a more economical way to brew your coffee because, you know, with a, with a, fret, with a pour over, with a drip, in order to get a really bold flavor, you need to use more coffee because the, the coffee and the water are coming in contact for just like a brief amount of time. But in the French press, it's sitting for at least five minutes, right? And it's getting that, you know, it's getting that op- opportunity to extract the flavor and the essential oils. So, Secret number one, brew your Papua coffee with a French press. (laughs) Secret number two is that not all water is created equally. 
And so the, the water that you use is so important. So if you live in a city, you know, like in the contiguous United States, more often than not, tap water is not going to be your go-to. So I, I really, really recommend you go for a natural spring water. Um, and, and obviously, you're in Zurich, your tap water is going to be perfect. Um, by the way, do you, do you brew yours with your tap water? Because I'm just curious. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, of course you do. And it's, <laughs> it's magical. And it's amazing. <laughs> just your water is adding a whole frequency. So people yeah. don't realize, you know, water is a live element. It's a live element. And so it's very, very important that natural spring water be used. So that's the other thing that, that will, that will um, maintain the integrity of the Papua coffee. And obviously, depending on where you live, you know, um, there's going to be uh, a variety of natural spring waters that you have to choose from. So be discerning, you know, look for something bottled at the source. Uh, look for something that is, um, you know, not treated in any way, untreated and not chemically amended, you know, just the pure natural source water. And, and, you know, obviously if you, if you really want to take it to the next level, you know, something bottled in glass um, would be amazing. It, you know, so, so first go to Zurich and use the tap water there. <laughs> and, um, and then if you can't do that, then uh, natural spring water bottled at the source and, you know, and you, you have uh, access to a bunch of brands out there. And there are hundreds of them. Um, and, and if you can, if you can, bottled in glass, you know, it's, but it all starts somewhere. So the first step is use the right coffee, use the right water. And if you can use a French press. So those are, and I know it sounds basic, but I guarantee you, if you do those three things, French press, natural spring water, and you use Papua coffee instead of whatever other coffee, you're going to experience, it's, it's going to be a whole other level of ex coffee experience and healing experience. So um, there's that. Uh, so we've got, you know, I think the key word is experiencing it. Um, and, and that is, that is the main, uh, I want to say, message. That's really the message that's sticking out for me as well. And um, I'm definitely going to leave all of the information for your website down in the show notes so that the, the listeners can check out your website and order your amazing coffee. Um, do you already ship internationally, Tina, or you know, mainly just um, in the U.S.? So we are, we do ship internationally people, you know, they contact us, um, you know, uh, via email and, and ask us, and then we will, we will ship, um, uh, we will ship it. Um, we are on Amazon prime, so you can find us there and then send us a message via email. Um, you know, we, we are going to open our international, um, links, um, uh, it's just that we we are um, we're kind of gearing up for that because there's going to be a shift in in you know how much coffee I have to roast. So we're yeah. actually you know thing, things on the horizon are you know getting to the not the twenty pound roaster but the hundred and thirty pound roaster. So oh, we've wow. got to expand <laughs> to the next 
the next level roaster. So we've kind of been, you know, when people email us uh, and, and, and there's, they're like on vacation or, or they relocated or like yourself, you know, you're out and you're out and, and, you know, you're back and forth. Um, so, so I definitely, you know, have the capability to do it. Um, but, um, but we just haven't been, I want to say, um, encouraging that market right now because, uh, because then, you know, the, the, the amount of coffee that's going to be needed is going to be way greater than what I'm producing right now. Cause it is a boutique roaster, you know, roaster com- roasting company. We do roast order and it's like the freshest coffee you're going to have access to because I roast it, bag it and ship it that week. So, so, you know, that's also um, why it takes, you know, takes a lot of time and energy to keep up with the demand, but yeah, we will, if there, if there are people out there that need it, um, they can email me and we will make it happen. Well, maybe after this podcast comes out, you might have an international customer <laughs> base because <laughs> I know I've, I've checked my podcast stats and there's really listeners from all over the world. So wow. Be prepared, Tina. <laughs> okay, okay, I will. I will. I'm. I'm really excited about all of this stuff. Um, I, you know, I have. There's just so much to share. It's like you know, um, I could just continue talking to you, but I want. I want your listeners to get the information they need. And I, I did. I do you think I forgot to share anything in particular? I feel like you covered all of the main parts to give everybody a really good introduction into Papua coffee and what you do in general. Like I mentioned, I would love to have you back for another conversation at some point where we go deeper into things um, we still want to talk about. Um, But for now, would you still be down for a quick fire round of questions? Yeah, absolutely. This is great. This is the first time I've ever done quick fire round of questions. Nito. Really? I'm honored. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. Okay. What is your favorite creativity inspiring snack? Oh my gosh. Right now, my favorite creativity inspiring snack is called a jujube. And they are so amazing. Um, I feel like I'm a koala when I'm chewing on them. Uh, And you know how, how cute when you watch the koalas, they're like... They're like eating something. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, that's how I feel. And and the jujubes are uh, basically they are uh, Korean dates. So they are they look something like a crab apple. Like they're small, they're crunchy, uh, like an apple. Uh, but they are um, they're like green skinned, and then they start turning brown as they ripen. And as they ripen, they get sweeter. But they are um, martial artists eat them for energy. Uh, So they're a powerful energy uh, boost. Uh, But as I eat them, I'm telling you, I get this the energy surge and then the creativity just kind of blossoms. And and I came up with this really neat um, mask, actually, uh, made from vitamin C and, and our gold spectrum. And it is, uh, I've been, I've been testing it out and, and that happened after I ate like 12 jujubes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So they, 
They definitely sound creativity inspiring. Yeah, Jujube, J-U-J-U-B-E. I, huh. I tell you, they're they're just absolutely amazing. I discovered them at the farmer's market. Wow. And, and I've been, I crunch on them ever since. That is so, I'm going to see if I can find some here. That is so cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. Mm-hmm. When is your peak creative time? In the morning, afternoon, evening, or at night? Okay. Without a doubt, it's early morning. And that's because that's when before others in the house are awake and need me. (laughs) So because you know, when other people distract you, it's not a creativity um, boosting situation. You really, I feel like I need, (laughs) I really feel like I need to center and, and, and just breathe. And, and I feel like the early morning hours uh, and especially when you can catch the the sunrise and all of that, it's oh, there's just something about it. Um, uh, just connecting to the new day and and new information and all of that. Not to say that I haven't created things later on, but I think if you had to pick one over the other, early morning versus late at night, I would pick early morning. Um, and and you know, so early morning. I go with early morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I also feel like the energy feels clearer in the early mm-hmm. morning. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, chocolate or coffee? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you have to say chocolate and coffee, chocolate and coffee. <laughs> you um, can say that um, if you really want to. <laughs> well, but I just want to make it hard for you. <laughs> yeah, sh- you know, shock If I had to like if I was on an island and I could only have chocolate or coffee, co- coffee hands down, uh-huh. okay? So I can commit to that, but but the best of both worlds is the Shakti brew, which is the raw cacao, oh, yeah. cardamom, and the pea berry. Oh, my God. We didn't even get to talk about pea berry. I was so, just going to say, do you quickly want to say what pea berry is just so, sure, so the listeners sure. know? Oh, my God. I would love to. So pea berry is naturally occurring. Only 3% of coffee beans in the whole wide world get to be a pea berry. And it happens when only one bean is fertilized in the coffee berry. And that is exceptional because it becomes more nutrient dense, higher in antioxidant. So it's a more uh, potent bean. Um, Now, all, you know, all different kinds of coffee around the world have their, you know, pea berry. But the one that I recommend is the Papua pea berry because it has the benefits of the detoxing, the alkalizing, and higher antioxidant in the pea berry. So it's our absolute highest frequency reserve bean and uh, can only be, it's very delicate. They're tinier, they're more elongated, they look different. So most coffee connoisseurs are going to order it like in the whole bean so they know they're getting pea berry. Uh, but a lot of my customers order it in espresso. A lot of my customers order it in the ground with edible gold. That's another thing that, uh, we didn't get to talk about, but, um, in this day and age, I think the edible gold is key because it has antiviral properties. And these days everybody's concerned with, you know, boosting their immune system. So, so that's what the pea berry does. The pea berry is super special, high in antioxidant. So, so definitely immune boosting. And then with the edible gold added to it, it takes it to a whole other level, but yeah. 
Yeah. And again, it's so experiential. I definitely yes. notice a difference when I, when I experience the pea berry, yeah. especially with the gold. Yeah. Oh my God. And that's not, that's the go-to holiday brew because that's like, mm. you know, super special and you, you just want to give it its place. You know, it's not something necessarily you want to drink every day, because, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but it is definitely, you know, a holiday brew. I mean, now through January, you know, the, the, that's, you know, it, it has its surge, you know, where people are like, ah, I've got to get, you know, I've got to get some for the, the special holiday dinners and all of that. But um, yeah, so, so pea berry is exceptional. You know, your listeners now have another secret. You now know that only 3% of beans in the world get to be pea berries. And, and, the re- and what defines a pea berry is one bean fertilized in the coffee berry. So it's, it's, it's double nutrient density, higher frequency. Next question. Mm-hmm. French press or cold brew? <laughs> wow. Okay. So that depends on the time of year. If we're talking <laughs> winter months, definitely French press. Uh, if we're talking summer, definitely cold brew. Uh, but, um, but, you know, they both have their qualities. I mean, the cold brew, we didn't even get to talk about that because that's really a subject for, for, for Christara, the creator. Yeah. Um, I'm part of, part of that, but yeah, summer cold brew is where I was my go-to. Um, and I love figura and I'm, I'm sure Christara will love to share about that, but it's, it's just a metabolism boosting, amazing, uh, ambrosia elixir. Uh, but, but, but right now, uh, you know, through February, I'm, I'm, I'm French press all the way. <laughs> A very smart answer to my question. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I want to mention a quick thing about the cold brews. Um, those are really amazing too. And, and just so the listeners know, you also create cold brews, which are available yeah. on your website. Um, Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And they're full and- of amazing extracts as well. So yeah, the cold brews uh, are on drinkpapua.com, and and they're available year round. Uh, they 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 have a, each their own properties: uh, figura, cathedisiac, and bliss. Um, I roast all the coffee, of course, but but the creator of that blend is uh, of those three blends is Christar, Dr. Christar Avanes, and she uh, she decided to um, well have an answer to the, the energy drinks that are out there that are perhaps high in sugar, high in acid, high in caffeine and, 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 and from not so, not so beneficial sources. So um, she wanted to have a healthy alternative and that's how they were born. And yeah, I, I know she's excited to talk to you about that, but um, they can get more information on drinkpapa.com and, um, and um, they're available all year round, even though they are a cold brew. Yeah. Next question. What kind of music stirs your creativity? Oh, okay. So when I'm in the car is the only time I really get to listen to whatever I want to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's, I I like KUSC because it's classical and I feel like it, it massages my brain and expands my awareness. Um, I, I feel like, uh, uh, there are times when, um, 
other music is is inspiring me. But but as far as creativity goes, I I just feel like uh, because of the timelessness for me of classical music, because it could be you know um, it could be um, gosh, what was it that I was listening to um, just yesterday? I wish I had I wish I had noted it. Um, oh. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. But um, but it was uh, it was an exceptional um, piece that you don't hear that often. Uh, but oh, funny enough, <laughs> there was a piece. You know, the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. So that um, <laughs> that they were playing that. That was one of the things that they were playing yesterday. Um, but um, it's just interesting how, you know, when you associate music with certain images, because they were made more popularized, I guess, in film, um, that uh, that just brings all kinds, it conjures all kinds of connection to like my childhood and, it, and, and um, seeing Fantasia for the first time and how phenomenal that was and then experiencing it with my girls with my children and and watching it you know and and experiencing it with their reactions and all of that and you know um so and it just it kind of like feeds your imagination so i want to say um uh, classical music and also because um because in the work of Dr. Masuro Emoto, which I referenced earlier, in addition to using the frequency of words, he used the frequency of music. And classical music was something that actually uh, enhanced the healing process of the water. So uh, I believe it has a healing effect on our bodies because we are made primarily of water, you know? And uh, we have 77 trillion cells or more, or a little less, perhaps, depending, uh, that are floating in water. And so anything that influences water influences our human bodies. And I think that as a healing frequency, uh, anytime that something supports our healing frequency, uh, it improves our clarity and it improves our, our creativity. Yeah, yeah. Final question. What does creativity mean to you? Wow. So as you asked, literally, I got a ball in my throat and tears in my eyes. I'm just going to have to take a moment here to breathe. Oh, wow. So creativity means to me being in direct connection with your true essence and allowing that to flow out in whatever form is expressive of that creativity um, for you. And, and I think that, that, that it's, it's, a, it's when you are expressing your creativity, it's about truly being in flow with a part of you that wants to be expressed and, and with your true essence, an aspect of your true essence. And when you can be your, your genuine self and without, without censorship, without apology, without um, worrying about how necessarily it's going to affect someone else, but just pure, 
just pure, just in flow. Um, that is, it, it's, it's, it's a beautiful experience that I wish for everyone. You know, it's like when I create a new product or a new recipe or um, have a new level of awareness when I'm in a group setting or in a relationship where I need to be um, compassionate uh, and, and truly um, respectful and aware and, and, and just with, it's kind of, it's interesting because it's like being your true self, but at the same time, when you're, when you're in, in flow with your creativity, it is kind of selfless. It's like, it's not ego filled. It's, it's pure. So, so it is definitely about knowing yourself, but then just allowing it to flow and be where there's no judgment, no criticism, no expectation, but just a flow. So creativity is when you're in flow with that and, um, and it expresses itself in so many different ways. And, and, and I think self-discovery is the key because so many of us are out there not even fully aware of our creative potential. And like everybody has a story to tell. So I think everybody has a book to write, you know, it might not be a long book, but it might be, you know, just, you know, documenting, you know, something that was important to you, an experience that was important to you. So I feel that, that it's about knowing yourself and allowing and, and you know, that aspect of your true nature to be expressed. I really feel connected to that question. I feel like, mm. you know, you could teach a class on that. That, that question is key. You know, it, it's, a, it's a springboard for so many things because yeah. that is going to be different for everybody. And that's what makes us unique. That's what makes us individuals and creative beings um, because you can take, you know, I don't know, a recipe and everybody's is going to taste different because it's that variable ingredient of your creativity. How did you put the ingredients together? Because you know what? Sometimes that makes a difference. If you put the water first, the pasta first, did you bake it? Did you boil it? Did you steam it? You know, uh, did you use einkorn, corn, corn, millet? (laughs) (laughs) Did you use organic sprouted wheat? I mean, you know, there's all these choices. Everybody's going to have their own signature. You know, on a on a recipe, on a on a way to brew coffee, and it, it could be everybody could be using the same ingredients. And guess what? It's going to taste different because that individual's energetic signature is going to be imprinted in that whatever it is. And um, and that's why creativity is so key because we and we all need to recognize that we have that seed in us. And, and it can sprout and it can grow and we need to feed it. And how we do that is, is being mindful stewards of our bodies, our minds and our spirits so that we can, you know, fully flow, be in flow with that creativity and, and, and take it to the point of manifestation, you know? 
so that we can share it with others. 